0: Welcome to the Seller Roundtable E-commerce Coaching and Business Strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Weeze. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott with
1: Amy Weeze,
0: and we are super excited to have Paul Barron on today. Paul, thank you so much for being on.
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I can't believe this is the first. This is your first appearance, right?
1: I know. I know that I have. We have talked on Zoom with Amy. Yes, And I feel like maybe it was just a conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, it might
0: have. It, it might have been one of our, our, our little special episodes, right?
1: I, I, I can't remember. I mean, yeah. So no, we. This is one of those things. Like I don't. We I don't think we've met in public. And the and the weird thing about Zoom is that you meet someone in in public that you've met. Been like, on Zoom.
0: You yeah, talk and you're to like. like
1: you talk to them on zoom, like maybe 30 times and then you meet them and you're like, you don't recognize them. Right. Like, so funny? Like, oh, it's because I've talked to you 50 times.
0: Right. Right. It reminds me of like today I was at the gym uh, after dropping my kids off and there was this guy, I'm like sitting there the whole time in the gym being like, I've seen this dude before and I can't realize, like, I can't figure out like where he's from. And then I realize he's like from one of our favorite restaurants in town, and, but it took me like the whole time working out. Like, that's all I can think about.
1: It's really funny. <laughs> I just realized I had the wrong microphones selected. So if it like sounds weird, let me know. I just changed it to the right one.
0: Well, I yeah. mean, it's, it might sound extra weird, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're we're going to get down to the nitty gritty here, Paul. So what we like to start out with is, uh, you, you know, we, we need your street cred. We, we'd love to hear the journey to what, you know, what got you to where you are today in terms of your journey. You know, if you want to share as deep as like, you know, where you're born, where you're raised kind of any past jobs or just kind of the journey on to where you are today?
1: Yeah. Um, so I got started in e really m- more as a consultant and not really, a, I wouldn't, not consultant. I was working at an agency um, back in 2010. So, well, here, let me go further back. Um, I've always been a wantrepreneur. Uh, now I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was younger, I was a wantrepreneur. Um, I always wanted to start businesses. And so I I started several like businesses. And I say that lightly because, you know, legally we were an LLC, like I registered with the state. So technically speaking, we were a business. Um, But like I did a video production company when I was younger and um, I grew up super poor. Like I I didn't really have much money and um, which is one of the reasons why I have braces today. You can't really see that, but we couldn't afford, you know, that sort of stuff when I was growing up. And um, so I couldn't afford the camera equipment for this videography company. So I was borrowing it. I was borrowing camera equipment to do wedding videography. And I quickly realized that wedding vide- videography is absolutely terrible. Um, so it was one of my businesses. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, you could make it work, but yeah, it's, you know, you miss a shot, like you miss the first kiss. And well, you can't go, oh, sorry. Hey, guys, uh, cut. Just pop. Pa- hey, everybody, uh, go back to your marks. And all right, roll film. Okay. Shoot action. Now shoot, you know, you can't do that. So I had a couple incidences where nothing that bad. So I did a man. Um, yeah. Web development. I started a web development agency called barking pineapple with a best friend of mine. And this was because I was like, I feel like I'm good at design and um, there's, you know, there's web design And I remember when we were starting, I was talking to a friend about about web development. I need to call him up and ask him if he remembers this conversation. Because it was like the newbiest, newbie, newbie question that you could ever do. Like, it was literally like, so, you know, you quickly explain like how you turn a graphic design into a website. It was like, (laughs) like, no big deal. like. And then he was like, well, yeah, you have to learn how to do like coding and stuff. And I was like, wait, so you mean that you can't just like design it and then it turns into a site? And I started a company doing a company uh doing web development and we were charging a hundred dollars a page um and i was like you know that seems like a good pricing model um ended up leaving that that was I think it was 2008 and um obviously surprisingly we weren't making money weird um <laughs> and i got hired out at a at an agency in um 2010 and um there's a whole like cool story around all that and. I can get into it if, if you guys want later, but it was just like, really, I don't know if you guys believe in God or anything, but it was a very, like, I just feel like it was like divine providence, like how everything was set up. It was super cool. And, um, got hired and on at this agency and, um, I don't have a four-year degree. I went to school actually to be a pastor, um, in Australia, never completed that because I got home, got stuck in America and so I was always just trying to like scrape. So all the businesses, right? So like the wedding videography business that was post coming home. And then the, uh, the web development business that was post coming home because I went like, I have to do something. Nobody's going to hire me to do a real job because I don't have a degree. And, you know, I have, you know, they always say like bachelor's degree required. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I got hired on at this agency and I was a actually hired on as a project manager. Now, Amy, you... Are an incredible project manager, like SOP, like you're really good at that sort of stuff. Like I am terrible.
0: So, same so like, here.
1: <laughs> I am a I'm a visionary. I'm a I'm like great. I'm a salesperson, marketing, I, I, and that's where I am. Like I geek out with marketing, right? Which is why I do chatbots and influencer stuff now. But um, back then, is you know I was young, figuring out what I did, and I they were offering me money, and I was like, yes, I can do that uh and i was like so what does a project manager do i was like i'm a manager i manage people <laughs> i was quickly moved into um a sales role and this agency was a web it was actually web um they did web development but they were more of a web marketing and then paid search marketing firm and so that was where i really cut my teeth in what seo was what ppc is what sem is and and it, all of these things and i um I just am a perpetual learner. I'm always learning. I'm always reading, um, generally a mix of like, uh, fantasy fiction or fiction and actual, you know, nonfiction, but, um, always reading and always learning. And so, because I was selling SEO services and SEM services, they moved me out of the project management role in like, you know, like two months because it was terrible, but I'm really good at sales. So I was a salesperson, um, over my course of time there, I became the director of channel sales, which is like kind of like a brand partner manager sort of thing, and um, was fired. I think in the uh, December 2012, I think it was, and you know at that point in my life, I had just gotten I had just gotten married um, two years earlier, and um, you know I feel like all everything that I was trying to do up until that point in my life was just cut short. Like I wanted to go to school to be a pastor, that was cut short. I couldn't go back to school. That was cut short. I um, got a job and I was trying to succeed and that was cut short. And I just felt like I just this absolute immense failure. And there's a difference between failing, which is essential to success and identifying yourself as a failure, like, like deep down in your soul, like you intrinsically believe that there's something flawed about you and that you are a failure. And it took me a really long time in counseling and all sorts of stuff to get through that. But because of my work at this agency, a lot of our clients were really local small businesses. And it was like, we're worldwide, nationwide, but in my city, I would always go to the chamber events and go to the the networking events for like young professionals and all sorts of things. So people knew me as the guy to talk to when you had questions about SEO and questions about search marketing and digital marketing, because- Today, now where I'm at you know speaking on stages and everything, that's just how I am I want to help people. And so the thing that would always piss me off is that with SEO and SEM there's so much like voodoo magic that there's a lot of room for people. they throw acronyms around and they sound like they know what they're talking about and they take advantage of people. And so I had built a reputation in the community as somebody with integrity that wants to help people. And so um, in that two-year interim, I was like, okay, well, I'm to start another web development company. So I started Catalyst Media Group in 2014, uh, the same year that our son was born, Bo was born. And, um, you know, start, starting a company when you have a brand new baby. And that one was actually moderately successful, meaning that we were actually making money. Um, I think our best month was like $9,000 or something. So it wasn't like, for me, that was huge um, because it was the most money I'd made in, in business at that time. Um, but it wasn't enough to pay the bills. So I was working nights as a waiter. So fast forward to, uh, March of 2015 and we had seen advertisements for ASM. And so my background again, in like digital marketing and helping other brands grow and search engine optimization, like, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, ASM was one of the original courses on selling on Amazon. My background in up to this point was working with brands, helping them develop themselves and market themselves. And so um, I always took it from a brand approach. So when we developed our products, we were looking in areas that we had passion in. So baby products, right? Because we had at that point an eight-month-old. And so that was kind of the the genesis of our selling on Amazon. And ever since then, um, it seems like... I mean, it is a lot of hard work and the, and the hard work pays off, but it just almost feels like accidental success. Like we got in, we got under the Rachel Ray show somehow uh, and we got in through some PR efforts and in year two, and we continue to win awards for our brand and our, and our products and, and one thing after another. And a lot of what I have done that has helped us become successful in our business, you know, leveraging influencers, leveraging grassroots PR, uh, leveraging chat marketing. Um, I began starting to teach, I began, uh, I started to teach chat marketing specifically back in 2018. And we actually had the very first ever course on chat marketing. Um, we even beat Ezra Firestone on the market, like anybody, any course that you see now, like we were actually first, um, we developed basically every strategy for Amazon sellers that strategies still use to this day. Um, so anybody that teaches this is like, Most of the time they learn from us, which is cool. Um, And last year I transitioned into uh, doing services, uh, you know, with the chat agency. So um, I got my hands on a lot of fingers in a lot of bowls or whatever. Um, But yeah, getting started on Amazon, it was, we had a problem and we didn't take the normal, I mean, you know, we took the product research and everything, but we looked at like the problems that we had. And, um, you know, we developed a line of reusable swim diapers that are adjustable to fit kids from birth through three years. Um, listening to our audience, we decided to start developing larger sizes. And, um, now we have sizes up through adult that are still adjustable because of demand and, uh, listening to them and like modifying our, our stuff. And, um, you know, we have rash guards and we're developing swim hats. And, uh, last night I got an email from, uh, a, uh distributor in Mexico that works with Mexico's largest retailer that found us. Um he had basically he's letting go their the 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 brand that um was like the brand that established reusable swim diapers back in the 1980s. They have a retail footprint worldwide they're a huge brand and he's dropping them and asking if he could pick us up because of the fact that we built a premium brand and he feels like their brand direction is is going less than premium. So um yeah. So that's where I am today. And and it was really kind of all over the place. I don't know if that necessarily answered your question, but, um, I don't know, uh, just an entrepreneur at heart and problem solver really.
0: I love that. I love that, that backstory. And that's why we asked this. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, I've heard of people in the Amazon space, but don't kind of know the whole story, you know, the, their whole journey. And I think that's, uh, really important for people to know, because, there's so much still to this day, there's still people who think that you can, you know, spend five grand, jump on Amazon and, and then get your Lambo like six months later. Right. But they don't realize majority of the people, you know, they might not have been, Amazon might not have been their first business, but they've been doing stuff for a long, long time and had a, had a lot of failure, a lot of roadblocks and kind of had to find their way. So I love that. You know, that's one of the, the reasons why I love, um, you know, kind of getting that, that backstory. So that, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, you might be old enough to remember. So I always, I always laugh though, uh, about chatbots. Cause I was like, yeah, I was doing chatbots when I was 19 years old in college, about 20, uh, date myself, like 24 years ago, there was a thing called ICQ and there were like the rudimentary chatbots back then where I was using it to affiliate to, to, um, <laughs> kind of spam back then, you know, it wasn't really chatbots were so new that there wasn't even like rules against that, but like, you know, message people be like, Hey, do you want high speed internet? Click this link, you know? So it's so cool to see uh, that, that technology and and how, you know, it's kind of like VR was, it's been around for years, but the progression to where it's finally at the point where it's usable, it's cool. It's, you know, it's more mainstream now. Uh, So that, so that's awesome. Speaking of chatbots, let's kind of get into the nitty gritty for people who are listening, who have met, you know, have heard the the term chatbot or, or, you know, um, chat marketing, things like that. Can can you kind of give a basic, kind of overview of what that is and, you know, maybe how somebody could get started with that just from the basic. Kind of yeah. Preview. I
1: mean, so chatbots are um, in a nutshell. I mean, so you kind of have like a, a couple families of chatbots really. So in a nutshell, it's just automating chat, right? So that's goes without saying, but most of the time people think of chatbots or at least when outside of the Amazon space, or even like people that are new to chatbots, they think of a chatbot as like Uh, you know, uh, embeddable chat widget on a website that helps with customer service, which that is a chatbot. And when I talk about chatbots, I mean, we build those, um, but I really focus on chat marketing automation, which is also a chatbot. And most of the time, I actually don't say chatbots. I don't, uh, externally to our audience that we're building, I don't use the term bot because bot has a very negative connotation, especially in, you know, pertaining to, starting with 2016 with all the election scandals and all that sort of stuff, right? So fake accounts, bot accounts, and being that the majority of the time these chatbots that we're building live on Facebook Messenger, um, now we're building them on Instagram Direct and in WhatsApp, we have that capability now, which is WhatsApp is brand new. It's in beta. Um, It's been in beta for a while. Now it's in open beta, um, where I think it might might be still invite. I'm not sure, but Instagram is open for anybody. So chat marketing automation is basically a series of predefined messages that you write, you determine as a marketer, um, you know, where you want people to go. So say cheap internet, um, you want to get cheap internet. Yes. No. They say yes. Take them to cheap internet. They say no. Okay, cool. Have a great day. I mean, it can be very simple or it could be very complex where you're, you're baking in conditional logic so conditional logic would be something like if so like a good good case in point i just got done speaking at the billion dollar seller summit and i talked about influencers and how we built our team of influencers with chat marketing and how now uh like when we were doing that originally um we had several iterations but uh for the longest time we were using messenger as a channel which is a little bit sticky because most of our influencers are on instagram so we had some fall off because of that transition, even though Instagram and Facebook are, you know, owned by the same company, it's very distinct brands. And you find people that love Instagram and hate Facebook, which is, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I was talking about Instagram direct and, and I always deliver in my slides, or when I deliver my slides, I always have a go through a chat bot, especially when I am talking about chat bots, because um, if people haven't gone through one, I kind of want it to be like, here's what it looks like. This is how easy it is. So what I did was a very simple conditional logic where I just asked people if they were a service provider, aggregator, or seller. And um, you know three choices, or both, actually. It was a service provider, aggregator, seller, or both. And then I had uh, baked in later on in the flow that um, if they were a service provider or an aggregator, you know, something like a soft pitch, like, okay, awesome. You know, this is great for you. You know, just imagine using this for your clients and we love partnering with aggregators. So if you ever have any questions, just let me know. So that little snippet right there, it was a very simple flow. It was like handful of steps. I got an email just to deliver the slides through email. And then I had a question on whether or not they were seller. And then I had later on based on their response to the earlier question I provided different content for them and so that one of the power there's so much power behind chat um but i specifically like the con, like contextualization and the ability to deliver information to people when and how and where they choose to receive that information um if you've been in the space for a long time you might hear people talking you know chat bots are dead don't use them they're terrible you're gonna you know if you send traffic to amazon with a chat bot Many chat, you're going to, you know, it's going to hurt your listing. And quite frankly, that's not true. And the people that are saying that don't know what they're talking about. Um, It's like what people say to us about Google Ads. (laughs) They
0: say, oh, if you use Google Ads, it's going to destroy your ranking and everything. And
1: you don't want to send traffic directly to your listing. And it's like, okay, well, we've been doing it for years. So, Exactly. I mean, it'd be like, it'd be like somebody going to a builder and say, why are you building a house? That doesn't work. If you've never built a house and you tried to build a house from scratch and then you built something that fell over and then you assume that every house thereafter, you can't build one. Like that's just absurd. It means that what you did was it broke because you didn't know what you were doing and you just needed to learn more or you needed to hire an expert, right? Like it's anyway. So, um, Chatbots are incredibly powerful. Um, I like them because, again, like when and how and where, when, and how people want to communicate with. um, People live on Messenger. People live on Instagram. People live on WhatsApp. People live and communicate with people over SMS. I mean, just think when you are going to first get in touch with somebody, what is the first method that you reach out to them? Generally, it's chat. And then if it's like super serious, you might try to call them right? And that is just how people communicate now. And so as marketers, and if you don't view yourself as a marketer and you're a business owner, you need to start thinking of yourself as a marketer because you cannot grow your business. If you do not market your business, it is not possible. Um, so when and how, and where they want to be communicated with one of the reasons why people are saying chat is dead is because it was back in the day, like you had mentioned, you could just spam people. And that was way back when, but you know, in the 2016, 2017, when when messenger was first rolling out automation um it was the wild west and people were making a boatload of money building massive lists i mean we we, we were able to like our first foray into chat marketing chat bots we built a list of 1500 people in i think it was three days might have been five Um, big difference there, right? 1500 people in either three days or five days, it's either 500 a day or 300 a day, but still that's a massive amount. And we were paying about a penny per person and that insanity. Now back then, then you could put all those people into a, into a list and then broadcast to them. Technically you weren't allowed to do that. There was breaking of rules, which is why Facebook clamped down on how you can communicate with people because it is in their best interest to keep everybody using messenger because they're seeing the signs. The population that uses Facebook is aging out and the newer generations are not using Facebook. And so they're investing all their money into VR, into Messenger, into uh, voice recognition apps, all those sorts of things, because they see that that is where they need to stay. if If they're going to continue to be relevant, they have to pour money into this stuff. So if people are continually spamming, getting spammed on Messenger, you will not use it. You'll just uninstall it. You'll switch to Telegraph. You'll switch to WhatsApp. You'll switch to something. And then Facebook is out that all of that equity, all of that money that they put into that, they're out just because um, people are spamming. And so that's why uh, P- Facebook changed the rules. And if you're unfamiliar with those, you can, anybody can ask me what those rules are and I'd be happy to help, but yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I love that background. So, um, can you, you, you kind of gave a, an example, which I love. Did you, so you did that flow at a conference, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I love when, you know, when you go to a conference, one of my, one of the hardest things, especially if you're a newer person is to actually grasp the concept, right? Mm-hmm. People get up there and they give you all this stuff, but it's so cool that you actually step people through so instantly they can see the value there. That's, that's awesome. That was a great idea. Um, but can you kind of go through, uh, you know, maybe some different examples of how you could use, you uh, chat messaging, chat marketing to uh, engage your customer, to get new customers, uh, you know, kind of some basics on that maybe.
1: Yep. So I'm going to give you that this is the easiest, most attainable fruit that anybody can do. And if you're not doing this, you need to start now um, post-purchase inserts. So product inserts, I, you should see, I keep like every product insert that I get. And I just, just for reference. Right. I like do all, too. I'm like obsessed with product inserts. I study them all. I think I Andy them. does too. He really studies. I I just, yeah. Yeah.
0: I take pictures of them. Cause I, I have, <laughs> I have a hard yeah. enough time keeping my house clean.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like one of these, uh, this is actually not a product insert. This is just a really amazing branding like this, the branding on this. I kept that cause the branding is incredible. That's awesome. Um, so there's this one. This is a truth or dare one. This is all getting reviews. So um, I'm going to reference a couple. This, this is my most favorite recently. And the reason why I like this one the most, this is the Go, this is GoPro. So I'm going to break this down for you, the psychology of this and, and why it works. So first and foremost, you have one call to action. So is it focusing? Can you see yep, that? Yep, okay. Yep. So you have one call to action. So that's the what, right? Then you have four reasons why. So you have four whys why you should do the call to action and then two steps, how you can do the call to action. So two house, one, what four whys. Now, most people's I'm going to try to cover the branding on this because I'm going to be picking on this person. If this is your brand, I apologize and I will significantly discount the funnel that I build for you since I am outing you. Um, this one, how is your experience or what does it say? How does your new product make you feel? Now that I love. That's great. This is terrible. Oh no. This okay, is the number one thing. For those people thing. who are listening, for those people who are listening, he just opened up this insert and it said happy with a big smiley face or need help with the myth face. And which is totally against TOS as well. And yeah. So so there's so many reasons why this is wrong. One, literally every Tom, Dick and Harry does this. Like if you want to stand out from the crowd, you've got to be unique, right? You you, you don't want to be like, you want to be the donkey in a field of horses maybe or the unicorn, I'd rather be the unicorn. But you get what I'm saying. Like you want to stand out. Like if, if you were trying to earn people's trust and money and the whole purpose of this is, they're trying, to, they're trying to get reviews, right? So that's a review insert, okay? So this is a product registration insert. But the cool thing about this is you, inside a chat funnel, you can switch the bottom of the funnel ask, okay? So top of funnel. So top of funnel is, this is top of funnel. And these are the lead magnets. These four things, uh, unlimited cloud storage of your GoPro footage, no GoPro footage, no questions asked, camera replacement, up to 50% off mounts and accessories, up to $100 off your next GoPro. And I love the language too, because up to. <laughs> like it could be literally a dollar, but it's up to $100. So um, the great thing about this is they're they're wanting you to subscribe. So that's a call to action, but you could just change it to register your, register your purchase for, and then you switch out the bottom of the funnel Ask So the bottom of the funnel is where you do you could ask for a review. You could ask for people to join your community and, and you know, uh, on Facebook and, you know, be possibly become an influencer. Or you could ask people, you could upsell them another product. A great way to launch products, you launch products in, in inserts and you say, hey, well, you bought this. Would you like a free this? Or if you've built a brand where, where you don't have to give it away for free and people understand that there's value in paying. You bought this, would you like this at 50% off? You can get it today only for blah, 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 whatever. So they register it. And the cool thing about chat is it's dynamic. And you could set a time period like you have seven days, right? Now you can't do that in an insert if it's a coupon code, but you can deliver a coupon code through chat that is time sensitive. So a very simple chat funnel would be register your purchase. They go to a QR code or they go to a uh, short link Go into a chat funnel and then you gather the minimum amount of information up front that you need and then give them something in gender goodwill. And then if you want more information or if you want them to do something else, that's when you do the ask. The biggest thing that you want to make sure that you're not doing is breaking terms of service like this. Now, the chances that this is going to get caught are honestly, they're not too high, but all it takes is Amazon looking into your packaging once. Right. We have we're down. Our projections this year on Amazon about five hundred thousand over what we were projecting, um, mainly because of Amazon screwing stuff up, and we don't break the rules. So I have enough problems with Amazon when we follow the rules. I don't need to create more by breaking them. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that I always highly advocate for people. And if they decide in their own, you know, whatever they want to break the rules and they want to do it their own way, that's on them. You can do that, but you just need to understand that you are breaking the rules and you are running the risk of losing not just your revenue now, but if you exit your company, potentially millions upon millions upon millions of dollars just by trying to take a little shortcut.
0: Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com.